Hello, welcome to Make Art, Talk Shit, where we surprisingly make art and talk shit. I'm Anna, and I make comics. I'm Teresa, and I do embroidery. Want to enhance your listening experience? Follow us on Tumblr and Instagram at Make Art Talk Shit. That's Make Art Talk Shit, all one word. So what are you making tonight? You got a bunch of half-assed projects. Or do you I have am, done? Yeah, I'm like halfway in between a lot of things. Okay. Um, currently, I am working on a very sassy uh, pattern by Amy Brucken, and it it says kind of care, kind of don't, and has a bunch of pretty flowers on it. And I am working on the letters for that. Okay. In addition, I am also working on an embroidered uh, pride flag uh, forest scene where the trees are poly, poly flag colors and the background is rainbow flag colors. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Can I say that while well, well, I am an ally, I am kind of sad that, uh, well, it's, it's a mixed bag. I love rainbows and I'm not queer, <laughs> but I love rainbows. But you're queer though. Okay. 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 Like, so, ace, ace is a part of queer. Okay, so I... If you want to be. You're not being forced. So, well, that's the thing, right? Is that, like, you were telling me this, and it was, like... Because the thing is, is, like, one, that's a giant debate, but two is, like, I've never really cared about it, but I realized as I was talking to you, the reason I never really cared about it is because, like, I didn't have a mother that was, like, get married and have kids. And it's very easy for awesome. me... awesome. Congratulations. Yes, no, it, it is... That's the thing, is, like, it is one of the best things, like... When I told mom, I'm like, yeah, PCOS, so like, you know, that's awesome, because I can't have children, and she was like, all right, well, I'm glad that's how you, whatever, but, um, yeah, she's always been, like, totally chill with me not having kids or getting married or anything. Um, she has, in the past, told me to, in high school, dress sluttier so that I could attract men. Whoa, really? Oh, yeah, mom is a, mom's a, mom's a firecracker. And I love your mom, though. When like, I first met my boyfriend, she said that if he came to visit me in Rehoboth, that I would have to put out. And I had to... And then... And so I told Redacted. Redacted. I told Redacted, like, hey, like, you know, you can stay at our, like, beach house and, like, we don't have to... Like, if we won't necessarily... Like, we can, but we don't have to. And then he, like... Came up and visited. He's like, "I'm. We're not doing that right away. What are you talking about?" And I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, ah, okay. So, um, but um, cause you know, he's Demi, right? So like, so like, he's not he's not ready to just like jump in the sack or whatever either, right? Um, right. oh, but yeah, no, no, no. So it's very much like she's got weird backwards views and a lot of things but as long as I'm happy and self-sufficient she doesn't fucking care that's wonderful so like that's I guess I think that's why I don't care or like really have invested in like ace being queer is because I never felt like that pressure on me mm-hmm. because also like also keep in mind like I don't think most of my friends don't have kids right like right, some of them yeah. do but the friends that do are like definitely aware enough that like you that's a choice like not everybody needs to do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i didn't grow up in a, like a small town where it's like you know that's expected and shit like that right so yeah that's that's all like so i think that's why but anyway 
Why do we? Oh, okay. So, but like rainbows aren't. See, ace, aces get the ugly ass colors anyway. We get all the grays. Like fuck that. I want all the colors. Okay. And on the one hand, it sucks because if I wear rainbows, I, I think it implies something. On the other hand, it's good because there is so much fashion that involves rainbows now as identity politics and like. So, like, it's, you know, it's kind of this problematic thing about, like, uh, like, corporate, like, co-opting of, like, pride and shit. Rainbow, but cap it, rainbow capitalism. Rainbow capitalism. Yeah. But, at the same time, I'm all about that rainbow capitalism if I can get a rainbow dress. Oh, yeah. I want a rainbow dress, man. Give me something rainbow in my size, throw some glitter on it, and I'm all about it. Yeah, dude. I'm currently wearing rainbow glasses and rainbow, uh... Checkered sneakers. Yeah, no, Teresa. Also, pulling one a of my fourth graders in school yesterday was like, told me my glasses were gay, and I told him he was only half correct. <laughs> ah! Did was he? He wasn't. He wasn't trying to bully me. He's just saying, oh, those are. He gay. was just like, ha ha, gay, and I was like, well, you're half correct, <laughs> and then he felt bad about it because he thought he was bullying me. Right. That's stupid. Okay. Also, I'm sorry that my voice is scratchy. It is the last week of elementary school. Hey, kids. And the school I work at has been chaos. Hell yeah. Do we have a topic? We got so derailed with... Why do I say derailed? Like, this is the whole point of this show. This is, is what like, we, we do, is we make art and we talk shit. Yeah, right? right. Like, okay. that's why it's called Make Art Talk Shit. Yes. Teresa's branding, which I think is very good. Because I do talk Love, a lot of shit. it's not good for branding. Oh, was I going to talk throw about back. that? Yeah, throwback to uh, love is not good for branding. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was editing the first episode and I was like, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're going to have to make some branding for it. I mean, we're going to have to make some merch. Um, God, I feel like I'm always <laughs> full of rants and then I... No, then, the rants are good. That's part. No, that's I know. Content, the problem is I man. feel like I'm at a loss for rants right now. Uh, I, you want to talk about... The bookstore downstairs? You want to talk about the shitty landlord guy? Oh. You want to talk about... Okay, I guess I can recap that uh, story. Your work fights? We're not talking well, about work. We're not talking about work. Yeah. I did have a very good work fight today, but... I want to hear about that off. Okay. Off. Well, I... It's... Okay. So, I will discuss a fight I had at work. Um, or two fights that I had with... Uh, one of them was with someone that was a horrible... One, someone called in... And said, I don't appreciate that one of your people didn't clean up all of the, their name was Beverly, all of the business cards that they left all over the road. And I was like, so obviously this is an accident. But, and I, I don't know, I, 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 I was medicated this morning. I don't know why. I got in a fucking, I don't know why I got this bitchy off the bat. But I saw she wasn't a client and I said... Well, I really appreciate the fact that you would automatically assume this was done out of malice and not a very obvious mistake. <laughs> can you tell me where you are located so we can go pick up the cards? And uh, she said, you know, rich-ass part of town. And I said, cool, thanks. And then I hung up the phone. And then she called back and said... Yeah, maybe getting rid of the cards, or maybe dropping off the cards was a mistake, but hanging up on me, obviously it was intentional. And I was like, yeah, it was. And then I hung up again. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just... Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, how am I at a loss? I'm usually so chatty. Kathy, 
having a yard sale tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about oh this. tell us what you're getting rid of in your yard sale. Well, here's the thing is that I fucked up royally and sold Chrono Trigger for like $30 and it's like a $300 game. Oh, fuck. I know. And it's because when I Googled it, I wanted to see a price. Because someone came before the yard sale and was like, hey, I'm busy. I'm busy tomorrow. Can I come and look at shit beforehand? And so I looked and there was an empty, just the case, not the actual game. And that was $30, right? And so I, and so I, that and another game, I put it 50 And then I went and looked at all the other listing and they're all like 350 349 oh. And I'm like, cool. Uh. Do you know the person that you sold it to? No. And like uh, some freak that like likes D&D but doesn't like comics. What the fuck is that? What? Yeah. I just, like, as not... someone who is very into both of those things, what? I just can't, I can't imagine. As someone that's only into comics because D&D, I'm not good at being funny on command. See, this is part of the problem. We just edited out a bunch of bullshit where I half-assed a story because I'm not good at being funny on command, right? You don't have to be funny, though. I mean, like, you can tell, like, a scary story. Well, the thing is, it's, like, interesting or... I'm not good at improv in any way. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Oh, right, you hate improv. I forget that a lot. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too, is... Well... I, I fucking would, love improv. I do want you to take me to some improv yes. shows, both good and bad. Oh, yeah. Because I will enjoy them for uh, different reasons. Um, I want to go to the shit show, but I don't want to go to the one tomorrow. Um, because baby shower and friend obligations redacted. Um, but I do want to go to this. I want to take you to the shit show because I think you'd really like it. There's like a big like variety of different stand-up performers. Oh, yeah. And I also want to take you to the Clitorati. I know you're not fond of the name. No, I'm sure I'll like it. There are some fantastic female comics, like, that come from all over the DMV that perform. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. But, like, the point is, is, like, I am bad at improv at all times. So, like, for you to talk to me in D&D, I'm like, what is the, I don't know what to do. Right? I'm like, it's like, you can either do this thing or you can do that thing. Or there's this thing over here. And I'm like, I don't actually... I don't know which one would be best because I'm not good at games, period. And then I also don't know which one to like. I don't know how to be bad in an interesting way. So this is a miserable experience for me. So like, did you ever read Choose Your Own Adventure books when you were a kid? Yeah, and I never liked them, and I always okay. stuck ahead because uh-huh. I didn't want to die, and then I always died. Because like, I taught a lot. I taught some of the kids in my program how to play D and D this year, and okay. we spent a majority of our outside time. Playing D and D or playing like a narrative storytelling right. version of D and D, right? And I think they enjoyed it. No, I I think most people, I think a lot of fucking people enjoy D and D. All I'm saying is I've never met a freak that likes D and D but not comics. Yeah, that is a weird thing too. No, I'm the freak that likes both. No, you're the normal. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, you're the normie that likes both. You're a normie. You're a normie. You're a normie. But um, anyway. So, this, yeah, so anyway, I'm selling a bunch of comics, uh, and cookbooks, and clothes that I'm now too fat for. And, um, we could talk about, here, I could probably shit talk some of the comics I'm selling. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, let's review some of the comics you're selling. Okay, that I can do. I will say that, so, like, after, um, after, uh, talking to, we talked about Chris Ware on a different episode. Yes, and we talked about Jeffrey Brown. And we talked about Jeffrey Brown, but 
after discussing that, and then I went through, I owned every book that I ever could get of Chris Ware um, that I could ever find. So I owned every single Acme library at, uh, post, uh, post Jimmy Corrigan, The Smartest Boy on Earth. And I also own Quimby the Mouse that was technically published after, but was written before. And he's got this whole thing about, like, it's actually not that good of a work. And, like, you... Or whatever. It, it, Quimby the Mouse is what got me into indie comics. That's awesome. But I ended up getting rid... I gave Teresa a bunch of the Rusty Brown series. Because I borrowed from the library the, like, complete Rusty Brown series. And I read it all. And I was like, I get it. Everyone is fundamentally alone and sad forever. I'm done with this. So, and that's Chris, like, with the exception of Building Stories, which is an amazing piece of work because it shows different parts of her life, for the most part, it's like, yep, everyone's sad and alone forever. I got it. Even the people that are together, they're sad and alone forever. And it's just, anyway, it's very obnoxious. So, but, <sighs> I'm also getting rid of a bunch of, let's go through these shitty books. Alright, you got me on a topic I'm interested in. Yes. And I can talk about comics all day Let's after day. Talk comics. So we got a lot of zines. I was in a show with a guy. What is this guy's name? The name of the zine is Mr. Squidly. Mr. Um, Squidly. That sounds it, cool. Well, it is cool, but. Or it's like whatever. But the thing that. The reason that I am getting rid of it. Uh-huh. It's about, like, a guy, and he's, like, going to work for the first day, and everybody's got a cool face shape and is interesting looking, except for the one woman who's a love interest who has to be a human woman. And this is something that drives me fucking apeshit, and is, like, low-level sexism, is that you will have a, you will have a universe where you got interesting aliens and, like, cool-looking shit, and you got interesting aliens that don't look human or they're humanoid, but always the one human is a hot lady. That has hair. So I also, there's also a, a friend of mine who's doing a Kickstarter about like a dinosaur race of people, except like the one hot lady is like a saber tooth tiger with hair and it's got tits and stuff. And I'm like, all right. Saber tooth tigers don't have tits though. Maybe they did. They were mammalian. Uh, but they had like eight of them. Not like, yeah, you know what I mean? they're not gonna be like, they're not like a hot lady. Like Elvira looking, like. Then. There is Crumple by uh, Dave Cooper. And essentially, this is like, this is essentially like incel shit mm. before incel was a thing, where it's essentially, there's this guy that's like essentially traumatized for being male and they like, and like women take over society and like, yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's totally fucking bizarre. And, um, and I remember finding this one boring. He also has one called Ripple, which he actually, uh, which I am keeping, even though it's a repugnant uh, plot. But it's about him falling in love with and fucking a, mo a model that um, that he used on like a fine art series. Uh, mm -hmm. And this was part of these were both the Ripple was part of a thing that was funded by like the Nat the Canadian National Art Society or whatever. Like they have government grants for comics in a way that the U.S. doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, 
a big part of that is him realizing, like, this girl's underage and, like, still trying to go after her oh, and shit. Yeah. No. Like, it's totally fucked, but the art is amazing, so I have to keep it. Uh, this, however, isn't. Uh, like, the art is, I mean, like, the art is okay, but it's not great. And, like, but, like, Ripple, it was, like, God, like, yeah. So, his art is amazing, but he seems like a real, uh, piece of shit. It's Fanagraphics, uh, which is a publisher oh. that, see, well, I like a lot of Fanagraphics. Well, Fanagraphics does good shit, but also they're, like, a repugnant company. Mm. See, this, this is gonna be Anna doesn't get published by anyone ever again, because she's gonna shit on comics. <laughs> This will be my safe space to shit on comics. What do you think about Drawn and Quarterly, though? I think that Drawn and Quarterly has some really good shit, but also... Yeah, speaking of Canadian-funded art projects, fine art projects, or I mean comic projects, they publish a guy named... What is that fucker's name? It's, uh, it's like Charles... Oh, Christ. What is that fucker's name? Hold on. I gotta Google this. There's like a, there's other, Joe Matt's like a giant piece of shit that I used to love. And they, and he's like one of the three big guys that they used to publish. But Joe Matt, I don't think makes comics anymore. And all he does is talk about fetishizing, like, he fucking like fetishizes Asian women in a way that, and also like really younger. It's just, it's fucked. Oh. But what is the name of paying for, paying for it? Oh, like Chester for, Brown. Chester Brown. We talked about this, not on the pod, but we've talked about okay. this before. So yeah, yeah. so Chester Brown. That was funded by the uh, Canadian... Um, really? Yes. And it says in the intro. And uh, he, I have been told, like, straight up deny sex, uh, sex slavery. Like, he says it's, like, not a thing. Um, or, like, sex... Tra- what is it called? Like, uh, not sex slavery, but you know what I'm talking about? Where it's, like, just, like, like forced kidnapping and sexual... Sex trafficking? Sex trafficking, thank you. Yeah. So he denies that. And like that it's a thing? Yes. He thinks it's a he thinks it's a lie. Okay. So he's like totally so gone. So it's like never the, happened ever in the history of that. So he totally has gone off the deep end. Because like paying for it to me was like fine, right? I owned paying for it, but then his next book was all about like prostitution, the Bible, and I'm like, alright, so now you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, and also the prostitution, the Bible book, to talk about it, I'm gonna slam Drawn and Quarterly on this, is that it was it was just a hard book to read in terms of the actual physical size of the book. Because it's a half-letter book, but it's really fucking thick. So opening the pages was really difficult, which is, like, an incredibly stupid choice. Anyway, they're, like, fine. Um, they published, uh, they, they do publish good shit. They published, um, my, my, like, comics mentor, Ariel Bordeaux, but then, like, they don't give her to the time of day anymore. Well, the thing, Ariel... Ariel Bordeaux is like, uh, is like, so she'll, she's been, she'll, she might have a Kickstarter by the time this comes out, but she's someone that was like such a gem in 90s cartooning, but like the male independent comics industry didn't know what to do with her. Hmm. And so like, you just had this powerhouse that like, everyone kind of like, just didn't know what to do with and just like, they didn't give her a due and then she went and had a kid and that she tried to pick up a, a few years later and they were like, fuck off. Like, like but I'm not saying that's just drawn accordingly. I'm saying that's drawn accordingly and some other people. Um, but that might part have to be redacted. Uh, just uh, just uh, naming the publishers. Sure. I guess that's her deal. But anyway, so like drawn accordingly is fine. Um, 
you know, I, I do, it is interesting because I don't think that, I don't know, I don't know, it's interesting when it comes to like shit like Kickstarter and like publishers where it's like so many indie cartoonists I know, like both that are popular online and also just like my peers and shit, they'll call and call, they'll do call out can culture and cancel culture like all over the fucking place, but like you can't really get anyone to publicly shit on Kickstarter because everybody uses Kickstarter, right? Or it's like, well, you're, what's the alternative? Well, I mean, you could do an Indiegogo or you could do what I'm doing with the publishing thing, but I mean, I'm also not a professional cartoonist, right? Like, so, I mean, it's just kind of a, you can, what you could do is get the money to print books and then sell them at conventions after the fact, right? Right. Like, which is the way they, which is the way shit was done before Kickstarter, right? But now we have this model. You also could do an Indiegogo with the same thing. They're like, right? Like but there I think are Kickstarter has more of a. It's got well, I mean, it's a better so service. Get more eyes on it. Yes, and general. I get that, but like literally, we were just I reread Jeffrey Brown. He fucking he went to Chris Ware with his sketchbooks, and he no one would publish him, so he pre he published his own comics and then put them everywhere, and eventually someone picked them up because they were really popular, right? And they're mm -hmm. also very good. Um, but like, but we, even if we don't talk about Kickstarter, right? Well, let's talk about, we could just talk about publishers, right? Cause like, sure. but no one's going to shit on big name publishers for carrying horrendous people because like everybody got, uh, everybody got up in arms about climbing to be there. This was totally fucked. Yeah. For whatever reason, like the, like, actually, you know, I say that, but like, there's like a fund, there's a defense fund for cartoonists. The CBLDF? Yeah. Yeah. And they like randomly talked about like Milo Yakanopoulos or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, but they like, they were just like, they, they defended something about his book. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? There's nothing to do with comics. And everyone's like, ban that. But it's like, you know, there's, there's so much heinous shit in the past of so many of these publishers, especially when it comes to like, you know, and people talk about like, how exploitative comics are but a big reason comics are so exploitative is like you have publishers that like are giving that are just like doing some of the publishers are great there's not a lot of money in comics right like i'm not going to pretend there's money in comics for the most part especially with i think i think a big thing about comics is that i think the majority of people that love comics also want to make comics or make comics right it, there's there's not enough demand for how many people make comics so part of the thing I've been having issues with is that my sales have gone down because while my work actually gets better, I am in a much more competitive market than I used to be. So it's like, I still sell and shit, but it's not like I was above and beyond the way, like there's so many good people now. I mean, there's been good people for a while, but like, anyway, yeah, it's just like, no one's going to call out fucking drawn and quarterly for like the next time they do like a, well, maybe they will. Maybe they'll fucking call out, uh, you know. I but I don't think I don't think young indie comic people that like are really big into like, you know, like calling people out online. I don't think they know who the fuck Chester Brown is, and like what he's doing. You know what right. I mean? Um, well, um, so interesting thing that I read recently. Uh, SPX is Small Press Expo, which yes. is our DC area big indie comic show. Biggest independent comic 
Fucking uh, cool as hell. If you've never been there, you yeah. should go. It's the biggest um, on the East Coast. I was gonna say it's the biggest independent comics convention on the East Coast. Yeah, I've never. I'm, I'm not traveling to the West Coast for comics at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a fan. No, no, no. I'm but, not. I mean, I've never been to the West Coast for comics either. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I just wanted to clarify that. But you were saying right. Um. So I read recently that SPX Small Press Expo is no longer supporting this CBLDF. Okay. Which seems new, and I'm not sure why, and I'm sure there's a reason. Yes. The reason is there is the... Are they at the Hyatt or the Marriott? Their hotel is fucking them over. Their venue is fucking them over because they paid in advance. They had, like, a 10-year contract mm-hmm. with with their hotel, and then COVID happened. And all these venues are... You know, usually they have they will have something in there that says like you know that says like if there's a hurricane or like whatever we will refund your money. But there's right. nothing in any of these venues. This is like a huge thing for comic conventions all over the place. There's nothing about a pandemic, and so you had all these events that had to get canceled. Mm-hmm. But they they had paid in advance for these venues. Um, so SPX canceled last year, okay, right. and did it online. And I didn't participate. And then this year, they are again doing it online, right? Mm-hmm. But what that means is that they are going to have to, they're, they're going to have to raise the price of tickets for a long time. Right. Because they have to make up the last two years of, of loss, like just of losses on the venue alone, right? Like SPX wasn't up and running by the, like, they fucking canceled in, like, July. So the only thing they had really put money into beforehand, like, that far was the venue. But the venue was like, fuck you. So there's all sorts of really cool programs that SBX is involved in. One of which is the Legal Defense Fund, which, let me just say, the Legal Defense Fund has done some, like, has covered some really, like, nasty people in the past. But at the same time... Their biggest case at the moment is they had spent, they were, they were, or SPX was, I don't know if the Legal Defense Fund was doing this, but SPX and the per, and the people in charge of the Legal Defense Fund, there's a, there's a cartoonist that was raped by a publisher, and the publisher is, like, some rich kid brat that, like, no one really unheard of his publishing, and then a bunch of people, like, like, vouched for her, and then that guy, because he's a, like, trust fund baby, he fucking sued all of them for defamation of character. And the thing is, is that it would have, it, it will, like, it got, it will get tossed out of court, but they have to defend themselves, and they don't have an attorney. So, like, SBX and the Legal Defense Fund have been really trying to raise a bunch of money for these people. Uh-huh. Um, because, yeah, they didn't just sue her. They sued all these other cartoonists. Or the cartoonist, or actually one of them was a comic reviewer named Rob Close. Like they're all being targeted by this guy because he knows he's just going to punish them financially. Um, so they do good work too. But anyway, the point is they had to pay in advance for the venue. They haven't had the show two years in a row, and so a lot of their extracurricular non-venue or non-like main main show activities are going to be on hold for a very long time until they recoup. Um, until they recoup those losses, uh, but oh, Asmix okay. is great. Yeah. So it wasn't like a it wasn't like a choice on no, it's a hundred percent to be no, like no. fuck the comic book legal defense. No, 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 it's no, 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 because they're run, they're 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 run by like they're people are, that are on the board for both, and okay. a big guy that also a guy that uh, 
one of the main guys of SPX also runs like all these programs for the like like he works at the Library of Congress. And so he has all these Library of oh, Congress wow. events. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Like I've got some stuff in the Library of Congress because he just goes around every year. So like if you want to donate shit. Or like yeah, but it's also like he has like they'll there'll be a speaker at like the Smithsonian will hold like a they'll hold like a book event, like the or the Library of Congress will hold like these book events every mm-hmm. year and it's all these people talking and like SPX was really involved in that and they can't do that anymore. Like Essentially, they're like really trying to cut down on tax on taxes on spending until they gotcha. get their shit together. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a, they had parted ways or something, but it sounds like they're still pretty. No, because the thing is, is that hand in the hand. legal defense fund they do. A, I also think that I so uh, guys, please research this yourselves because I misremember a lot of shit and I'm tired. But the legal defense fund, I think. I think they had a big upheaval in leadership semi-recently. And it's because of any, and it was bought, like, so that, and I think that has something to do with it. I don't know. But, like, but just, like, their, their reported shit. I've read a comic, God, there's this comic that I'm, like, so obsessed with finding. It's a webcomic, and then I read it as a book. There's a guy, and he has a, it's a story about two college-age girls that are roommates, and, but he did his own memoir as well, and he got in a relationship with a woman that was emotionally abusive, according to him. I don't know about this, but he ended up choking her out <gasps> after, and then he drew about her, and then she sued him for being in his comic in the Legal Defense Fund, uh, uh, defended him, right? Okay. Which, like... I would have to look at the case itself to, like... Because I only got his story out of it, right? But, like, there is, like, if, you know, you should be allowed to draw about your partner or whatever, right? Like, especially, like... Especially into something. All right, part two, let's do this. The comics thing is fitting, because I am going to... I'm going to talk about Jeffrey Brown, because I'm getting rid of some of his books, but not all of his books. Okay. And I just reread, um... His, uh, the misshapen, uh, funny misshapen body book, which is one of my favorites by him. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's about all sorts of stuff. Um, the book I'm maybe working on, maybe, uh, a lot of it deals with art school. And he also talks about his frustration with art grad school. And essentially he's finding his voice through comics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a very, I will take a photo of this and I'll take a photo of the comic I'm doing now. Cause it should be done by the time like this episode is over um but he has this he did the painting department that he went to grad school for which was like some chicago grad school that chris ware also actually went to um but chris ware did like insane fine art there like he's fucking he's made some bro he quibby the mouse has some fun there's just i've got a couple of his sketchbook collections and shit he's he's done some wild shit he's just like multi-talented in a way that i am not but um jeffrey brown his, he has this thesis review with his for clumsy, which is first graphic novel, mm-hmm. and uh, his his thesis review. Um, the painting department doesn't know what to do with him, and so like you have this like beautiful like raw work, but it's also like not it's not very graphically. It's not great yet, right? Because like right. he because what he does is he goes straight to ink, like he doesn't fuck around 
Uh, and there are other departments that know what the fuck he's doing, especially when it comes to if if the department, like the creative writing department, loves a lot of his shit because there's a narrative to it. But when it comes to the aesthetics of the painting department, like they don't know what the fuck to do with this, and so they mention when they're doing the review is like they see this collected work that ended up being like this groundbreaking work of his, and I'll be like, oh, okay, you drew the floor wood floor here. That's kind of visually interesting. And so I now, this has been such, that is something I have thought about so often that I fucking now take so much time to draw wood floors whenever I can. Like that is such a big part of my art style and I'm doing it for this one, uh, like you'll all, all tap, I mean, we'll show a photo of it, but it's like every, I, it, it really did change oh, the way I drew um, because I started getting really invested in patterns. And um, so wood is one of those patterns that I have like obsessively draw a lot of. Um, but yeah, anyway, maybe I should finish this, but no, we can go to the, we can go to the. So anyway. So my first Jeffrey Brown yes. was, it's clumsy, it's A-E-I-O-U. What's the other one in the Girlfriend trilogy? I don't know, cause that's, I, cause I can't remember if Clumsy is the one about his first girlfriend or if it's the first one he did. But it's the one with Allison you're talking about. Yeah. His first girlfriend is Allison. Yeah. So that I that's I that I don't think that's Clumsy. I think that's the other one, but I don't know the name of it. I own it. It's somewhere in this okay. pile. Of I know books. it's Clumsy A E I O U, and then there's another one, and it's like collectively known as the Girlfriend Trilogy. I didn't know it was called um, that. Yeah. That's very funny. And. I fucking ate that shit up, man. I am all about those sad sack, like, emo kids, man. Yeah. That's, love it or hate it, that's me, man. I don't I know. mean, no, like, the shit is good. Rereading it as adult, like, I'm like, oh, wow, he really just, like, pulls the, like, I can't come without a condom move all the time. Like, and they just, like, keep having unprotected sex. And then, spoiler alert, his first child is a mistake because of this dumb procedure. But he ended up marrying that girl, I guess. Anyway, um, so, funny, misshapen body... Unlikely. Unlikely, Unlikely yes. is the third one. Yes. Okay. So, unlikely is that when I am getting rid of his book, uh, deleted scene, undeleted scenes, um, because I don't find many of the stories very interesting, and... Also, I am weirded out that after rereading his entire collection of work, the only black people to ever show up in any of his comics are homeless people he's getting into fights with. And that for me is weird. I don't know. Like, I understand Chicago is segregated as fuck, but so is DC, and like, I mean, so I is work. Baltimore, kind of. But so like, is Baltimore. Yeah, you just, you make it work, right? I mean, we're gonna do a separate episode on this, but we're a city of neighborhoods. Yes. So like, but the point is, anyway, in undeleted scenes, it's, it, he talks about getting pregnant. And then he has like a, he has like a book after that about his family and it's like done with marker. Uh, and it is so fucking ugly. And I can't remember the name of that book either, but undeleted scenes I'm getting rid of. I didn't find it very compelling. I reread, uh, there's a drawn and quarterly, I don't know if it's in this pile. There is a drawn up quarterly anthology that he did a comic for, um, and it is only piece of fiction that I like, is for this drawn up quarterly. They did like a quarterly anthology. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the name of it, because Mome is either that or that's Fanagraphics. 
But Johnny Quarterly had their own, and he did a fictional comic for that. It's the only piece of fiction that I've ever liked by him. He's got a piece of fiction in delete, undeleted scenes that sucks. Um, about, like, a blind man, like, meeting a man at the bus. And then, like, he's got... He has, like, his superheroes, like, Big Head or something. Yeah. And I hate that, too. Um, well, I don't hate that, too. I'm just like, this needs to be more than what it is. Right? But, anyway, so, so but for the most part, I like his work. I don't know if I eat... He also, because he, he also has that girl... He also has, like, a little zine called Every Girl is the End of the World for Me. Right. And that, I mean, it technically doesn't date anybody yet. But... Yeah, definitely, like, that emo, like, woe is me, everybody, like, I get it, my brand was forever alone, this is, oh, God, this comic <laughs> is perfect, because this comic is dealing with that, my brand was forever alone until I fell in love at 29, so it's like, you know, like, I get it. Um, love isn't good for branding, man. Not good for my branding, except That's gonna my... be our first t-shirt, yeah. I think. Love isn't good for branding. Yeah. Alright, so let's figure out, I'm getting rid of Ghost World, the graphic novel, do you want Ghost World? I have it. Okay. It's bullshit. It's... No! It is... Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It Tell me... It is a classic, and I very much enjoy reading it. Okay. So... I am a big Daniel Klaus fan. You know the bar we used to hang out in and do drink and draw, right? What you know the bar me? 8 bar? Yeah. With the 8 ball comics everywhere? It. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I was okay. Like, that's like my bar, man. Okay, so let, let's talk about... The fact that I also love Daniel Klaus, okay? <laughs> I love Daniel Klaus. That doesn't mean I love Ghost World, okay? Because, so, I don't know if this will... I don't know if the article will be out. Fucking better be. I occasionally write for a comics criticism website called Soul Red, okay? There now, will be links. There, if the... Yeah. But, um, but... I have been, I worked for God, like, maybe half a year interviewing eight different artists about comics about female friend, positive portrayals of female friendship, and when I pitched it to the editors, because it's just like, you know, like, I'm sure you notice this too, but it's like, all movies are about romance, and like, any time, all media is about romantic relationships, mm -hmm. like, it's never about friendship, and it, when women are portrayed as friends, often there's, like, drama involved in a way that I don't fucking like. And so when I said positive, when I pitched positive, positive portrayals of female friendship, they, of course, recommended Ghost World. And I was like, there's no way in hell. I read it when I was a kid and didn't like it, okay? I love the movie. There's no way that movie holds up anymore. Like, it's got to be so creepy. Yeah. But the soundtrack is... Amazing. That, that soundtrack is so fucking good. But, so I reread Ghost World, um, and there, for, they, so I have been told that Enid is a stand-in for Daniel Klaus, and for me that is very funny, because Enid is, I think he is, he is trying to show, she's repugnant. She's just awful. Like, she's just cruel and mean and vitriolic to anyone and doesn't enjoy anything. And everyone is still obsessed with her. And so, th and that to me is bizarre because you can be like a vitriolic asshole, but like you've got to have some kind of reason that everybody's obsessed with you and secretly in love with you. You have to. And it's never portrayed here, but more importantly. Well, he doesn't know why people are obsessed with him. Yeah, but he's a dude. 
right? You can't do that with a girl. Like, you can't have a girl that's, like, a misanthrope and looks like her and have everyone in love with her for reasons that aren't... Because you're... I don't think you're... I don't think you're supposed to loathe the characters as much as I fucking hate these characters, okay? Like, if I met Enid, I would spit in her fucking face. Like, I hate Wow. Enid. Dude! Okay. All she does... Like, there's only one girl in this entire... There's only one... The one character that, like, Josh or whatever, the, like, the store clerk that is in love with Enid, but actually ends up guiding with, like, Rebecca, like, he is fine, and then the only, the other person that actually is worth anybody's time is, I mean, to be fair, she is drawn horrendously, like, a little weird Jewish actress. Like, the actress girl that, like, is, like, you know, doing commercials and stuff, like, and literally all they do is shit on her because she is genuinely enjoying her life and trying to reach her goals. And like, I don't have fucking time for that. But the reason I also hate this book is because I don't feel like women talk to each other this way. I feel like that these are not well-written women. I feel like these are two teenage boys that a guy made into girls so that everyone would like secretly fall in love with them. I don't know. They, they don't read to me as ladies. Like, okay, let me ask you if you ever, and this isn't gonna have some slurs in it, okay? Straight up. And the thing is, I'm not, I do not judge the slurs considering when it was made, okay? But I just feel the way that they talk to each other doesn't sound like the way people actually, like girls actually talk to each other. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Let's see what this... Uh, let me see if I can find. Yeah, they just, I mean, they just call each other. Yeah, they just call each other slurs all the time. It's like, girls don't do that. Do they? Am I crazy? I feel like we bully each other and shitty to each other and like tease each other as friends, but we're not just like, we're just like, not like, like, uh, I don't know. It's got like a bro, dumb boy vibe to me, the way the women are written. Okay. I fucking hate this book. I went to Catholic high school, and I can tell you that young women are very shitty to each other. Yeah, but they're best friends. It's not yeah. that they're... Oh, but, they're best friends, but they are shitty to each other. I, and I understand they're shitty. This is, this is the other thing that irritated me, is that this was recommended when I said positive portrayals of female friendship, and I was like, yeah. really, dude? Like, just because it's two girls in it, but that shows how... That's how... Like, these are all comic critics, too. But that shows how fucking needed, like female friendship shit needs to be because like the fact that the fact that they just thought of any characters they also recommended uh Jillian Tamakis uh with her cousin one last summer or this one summer she has a cousin that and and it's it's about two friends it's about two girls that are friends but like it's not a positive portrayal it's about them growing apart and like and I'm like, no, I want good friends. Like, and then I just used a different Jillian Tamaki book because they, or Mariko Tamaki. I think they did a, they did a book called Skin that's amazing. Okay. I have a, an idea for your next book, three books down the line. Okay. Um, so I think you should draw a book based on, um, I'm going to rewrite a bunch of Ruby Cower poems to be about female friendship. 
And I want you to draw the like little like accompanying. No, I can. I could do that. Those those accompanying doodles will take five seconds. I I can easily <laughs> do that with you. Oh yeah, it was gonna be yeah, one of the things you were gonna fucking talk about, or maybe we'll do that tonight as well. Yeah. Um, okay, then is there any other books? There's all sorts of zines no one's ever heard of, uh, and I don't know if they're worth talking about just because they like weren't my thing. I have a couple collections of the nib, which. Oh. I have done work for, um, and... I've heard of the Nib. Yeah, I don't like the direction they've taken, because essentially what happened is they were being funded by, um... They were being funded by the guys that founded eBay, right? And, but the Nib was like, they were just like not... They were just like, they, they, it, it just did not make sense the way they were running their business because they had these two incredibly wealthy investors and they didn't have the foresight to realize that like they could pull out any minute. So then Elon Musk's sister started a blog and asked them to fund the blog instead of the nib. Ew. So now the nib is essentially turned into the guy that run, the person that runs it is Matt Boers and it, it's just turned into like gag strip for everybody's like huh, here's what the cheeto president donald trump said with his bad hair and you're like this is the shittiest jokes it's all the same joke but like they used to have really cool like shit in them however i, I just like i don't need and also i mean like they had really good journalism in it but like i also am not interested enough in journalistic comics to own a collection of journalistic comics you know what i mean like yeah. but Feel free to have them, Teresa. And then we got <laughs> some Pokemon. I love the way you said that. You were just like, I don't like them, but maybe they'll be up your alley. I mean, you you said you've heard of the Nip. Uh, I have heard of the Nip, but I have not read those. All right. So then I have three volumes of Angry Little Girls. Um, or, so Angry Little Girl is by this Chinese-American artist named Leela Lee. And this came out in the early aughts, like I was in high school. And so Kim is, an, these, are, these are the girls in it, right? Kim is the angry little Asian girl, is true to her moniker. She's short-tempered little girl. So she's the, and I think that's based on the author. Deborah is a disenchanted princess. She's a girl who has it all, beauty, money, cute clothes, great hair, but is never happy. Deborah wow. happens to be Jewish, by the way. Of course. So I feel called out. Stereotypes. Maria, well, I mean, that's all this is. Maria is a crazy little Latina. She's quite loopy. She doesn't look at the world. She looks inside it. She's one super kooky kid. Wow. And then, yeah. And then Wanda is a little fresh soul sister. S-S-S-I-S-T-A-H. Because we need a friend that's well-adjusted and positive. Secretly, we hate people like her. And, of course, they make the black person, like, the well-adjusted one. Like, I don't know how to explain... Like, they were, like, too afraid to make a racist stereotype, you know, but... But then they use soul sister. So well, that's like, the thing is, it's, like, underneath the... Ra uh, they're trying to be good is the racism. And then they have a Zyla, who's a gloomy girl, and I guess she's white. She's full of doom and gloom. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, but it's, like, it's dumb. I was really into it when I was in... It is not aged well at all. She did three volumes that were very successful, and then... I don't know what happened to this woman. Oh, it's Abrams. Okay, so Abrams is the one that did it. Um, so I'm selling all three of those. I'm selling a shitty comic called Rocky. Um, Rocky's actually an amazing comic, but he's so repugnant that I can't. Rocky's like this huge comic in Sweden. 
and Fantagraphics, uh, Fantagraphics, uh, uh, translated two volumes, mm -hmm. and it is, uh, it is an autobio comic, and it is very funny, but then there's, like, I, it's, like, it, it's, it's just, like, it's an entertaining comic, but when he, he ends up staying in, in like, Brooklyn, like, oh, no, he's in the Bronx, he stays in the Bronx visiting his friend, and then when he gets, like, both racist and homophobic in it, and that's not, like, part of the joke, like, I am like it's too much. Also, I think he also impregnates a black girl underage in in uh, Sweden, all right, in New York, and I think he finds out about it later in Volume Two. I don't know what happened though, but I, I this is the kind of shit I would have loved as uh, that I loved as a teenager, and I knew wouldn't hold up. But then I tried watching as much as I could of it, um, watching, reading as much as I could of it, because I was like, can I keep it even if it's uh, awful, and the answer is no. So, getting rid of that. That's fan of graphics. Um, getting rid of Man Free, Man Friend, Freed, the man, and it's about a cat, it was about a pet man for a cat, and you actually might like this. Oh. I think this may be up your alley. I will, uh, I think look the, at that. I think the premise- The illustration style is already on nice I think the premise is so thin that it's not <laughs> worth having a, uh, I can see this being on Tumblr and being cute for five seconds, right? Um, but... Oh my god, I fucking love this. Okay, so you're keeping that, that's fine. Uh-huh. Not a problem. Oh, by the way, you won't have heard this in time, but if you were a friend of mine, and you came to the yard sale tomorrow, I will give you anything you want on here for free. So, I'm just trying to get rid of shit. Okay, so then we have... This isn't a comic, but we have... The 50 worst, dates worse than yours, and the 50 boyfriends worse than yours. Now these, wow. these were available at Urban Outfitters. Do you remember an Urban Out? did you ever shop at Urban Outfitters? No, they never had my size. Okay, so I used to be thin. Uh, and when I was thin, I would shop at Urban Outfitters, and Urban Outfitters would have a table of books. And I, there were some like really good fucking books. My Fruits books are both from Urban Outfitters. Um, which is a collection of like a collection of Japanese street fashion. Um, or like I, there was a there was a book called Why Do Men Have Nipples, and it's all these questions that like, it's all, this doctor kept getting questions at dinner parties uh -huh. and then having to answer them, and so he just like wrote a book of like all the dumb like answering all the questions about the human body that people didn't know about, and that got me on a whole leg because then I got into like, I found like a nonfiction love advice. Uh, I found it. I found a love advice like um, book for animals, where it'd be like animals would like, where it would be like animals would run in right in with like their issues, and then uh -huh. they would discuss like the mating rituals of animals. Oh, it's very cool. But anyway, yeah, coming down. Anyway, fifty. Like, do you want to do dates or do you want to do boyfriends? I think you should read some out loud for the pod. I know. I am not interested in these books. No, no, I'm I saying which would you prefer to me for... Well, we can start with... Let's, why don't you read about some dates? Okay, let's, let's read, read about, about some bad dates. dates. Let's talk about dates. Keep in mind, this was published in the year of our Lord... Give me a minute. The year of our Lord, 2007. Also, keep in mind, 50 worse dates... There's 50 days worse than yours, 50 relatives worse than yours, 50 boyfriends worse than yours, 50 jobs worse than yours, and Jay Crude. These are all by the same author. I don't know what that means. Um, okay. So, 
One is proposes on the first date. The date, terminally ill or serious need of a tax break, he pops a question. Location, his living room next to the Xbox. Certainly not romantic. Twil uh, Twilight streets of Paris that you had dreamed of telling your children about one day. He said, I'm a gambling man by nature, so deal or no deal. Uh, she said, what's your name again? Best part, at least he's not afraid of commitment. Uh, worst part, you actually considered it for a minute. That is not bad. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's look for another one. Oh, you want to fuck around with Doodler? You're going to make fun of me for doodling? Okay. The Doodler. The date. You know it's going poorly when your date takes you to a, takes out a ballpoint pen and starts doodling like a sixth grader bored out of her mind on so, in a social studies class. I will fucking doodle in front of my, on my sketchbook in front of you. You better find that a fucking turn on or else we're not getting together. I mean, right? I love it. No, no, I know. It's so good. My boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Location, kitty burgers and buns, paper tablecloths, markers provided. I'm not, a, I'm a fan of like, I'm, I'm a fan of a burger. Yeah. Uh, he said, I heard, I heard art therapy can be really helpful. She said, huh? What? Sorry. I finally figured out how to win tic-tac-toe every time. Uh, best part, when she goes to the bathroom, you break her pen. Worst part, she starts playing hangman with an alarmingly lifelike portrait of your head in the noose. LOLOL. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is gonna be great. She wow. was in it for the meal. The date. She showed up late and made eye contact with a Kobe beef burger more than you. Dress. No idea. It was difficult noticing anything as she was vacuuming up the dessert for two platter. He said, um, I wasn't finished with that yet. She said, can I have a doggy bag? Best part, given the $250 tab, you'll definitely get a good table next time. Worst part, $250 tab. Wow. Yeah, dude. Great. Um, I don't know. They got a short person thing, but I actually find short men hot. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is part of the time. Menage Blackberry. The date. It's just you, your date, and your handheld devices. You know what I call down here, huh? Neil. Largely untouched. Who has the time? He said, sorry, it's Singapore. I have to take this. She said, is that the new Trio 8700C with quad band? That's hot. Best part, you both share the same backward priorities. Work before sex and work again right after sex. Worst part, she's more stimulated by the repeated vibrating email notifications than you. Okay. Wow. That is, that's kind of, that's kind of seeing the future, to be fair. Yeah. I, I get depressed when I see couples together having dinner and they're just looking at the phones. That makes me sad. All right, let's see. Uh, Passover. Let's Ooh. talk about, remember, Anna is Jewish and Teresa is not anti-Semitic, but Anna is anti-Semitic as a Jew. I am Jew considered Jewish by association. I mean, but you are I'm also like, actually Jewish. Yeah. And this is when I go, yeah, you know, die, you know, deedle, die, you know, 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 die, you That's from the crypt. Anyway, oh, all my right. God. So good. Uh, the date. Holiday requires Jews to open the doors to all of those who do not have a place to go celebrate Passover. All his older brothers and sisters are married, so you better look good. Okay. Uh, location. Grandma Bobby's stuffy one-bedroom apartment in Queens. He said, why is this night different from all the other nights? Because you look Jewlicious. Whoa! She said, why is your grandmother crying? <laughs> Best part, when he preemptively called you his girlfriend and kissed you on the cheek. Worst part, his gefilte fish breath. 
Okay, so like, hang on for a second. Can we talk about Passover and how my partner redacted went to his first Passover this year? Yeah, I gotta take my uh, boyfriend. I have been to like two Passovers in my entire fucking life. So what did it, what did oh, it, what did okay. redact? Yeah, dude, I'm not like. So like, yeah. I had an ex who like was Jewish. Like he wasn't Jewish, but he was Jewish, like enough that we would have to go to Passover at his grandma's every year. Okay. And like, not something, I'm Jewish. So I've been that. to like ten, pa- like at yeah, least you, ten. Yeah, you you were so much like, more Jewish than I ever was, and I went to a the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School for four fucking years. But you still anyway. So what did you think of like? Thought it was very silly and weird. He did not understand any of the prayers. He um, but they did. So the friends that had the seder tried to make it like a fun seder. And so there were there was a lot of singing, but like versions of song like. You know, like changing the words to YMCA, to let me tell you why you were here, like and like about shitty. Moses and the burning bush this instead of like YMCA. This, this it was, sounds... it was, of the seders I've been to, it was the funnest. But I feel like uh, the only reason you go to a seder is to get up all up in your own ass about like, uh, tradition. 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 Yes. Yeah. I know how that like that's, yeah. yeah. That's the only why else well, would you want to see her. It's like, like family obligation, right? So like, I don't know. Like, isn't that what religion is to a lot of people? Like, it's family obligation. You do the, the holidays. Did with y'all families. hide the matzah? Yeah. So like the kids had to find, the kids had to find the afikoman. We did not. That's called Even though my partner, my partner redacted. Um, was the youngest adult there. Can you explain what a hafikoman is for the layman? Oh, hafikoman is, um, the, you, like, break the matzah into, I don't remember how many pieces, you break the matzah into a smaller piece. And matzah's, and unle- you hide hold on, it. hold on. Matzah for the layman is unleavened bread that we eat at Passover because we can't eat leavened bread. And, like, there's this whole myth about, like, when we were fleeing Egypt... Like, we had to leave bread in the oven and shit. And then people actually apparently baked bread on their back, but with non-leavened dough, and it became matzah, and yada, yada, yada. It's basically like a big-ass saltine. Like a it's, saltless saltine. It's tasty. It's tasty if you salted, but you put fucking sweet butter with matzah, yeah. we're gonna have a good fucking time. Yeah. what you were saying. Uh, I was just talking about how it was my partner's first Seder. Um, he was very confused most of the time. Um, but he liked the songs. The songs were goofy and fun. You would have liked the old school songs that are like... Oh, it wasn't the old school songs. These no, I'm like... saying I don't know if he would have, right? Like... Oh, if we had gone to, like, a traditional Seder, I wouldn't have brought him to a traditional Seder. Like, I've been to those, oh. and they're very stuffy and, like, eight hours long. and like Eight hours? Are you shitting like, me? I, well, like, five or six, but, I, like... Okay, I, I am not taking... Yeah, like don't go to a traditional one. Like go to a fun one. My friends had it in their backyard because it was still like we were all vaccinated, but it was still like kind of COVID-y. I would never take. I would never go to a whatever. I just wanted you to see a real sukkah. I wanted to see a real sukkah. That's oh, we got sukkahs at my school. That's my sukkah. You got a book. You got to book the sukkah though. I didn't know that, so we took him to a sukkah and it wasn't built up because I knew you were supposed to book. It. Well, at least, like, during COVID, like, you have to book the sukkah. I don't, I don't know if you have to necessarily book a sukkah. Yeah. But I want to, I want to, I want to take him to one because Sukkot is my favorite holiday because it's yeah, all it's about, like, man. us connecting with our ancestors and doesn't really have the God as much in it as much yeah. as, like, 
We used to be wanderers, man. Also, like a lot of a lot of families will just invite you into their sukkah. I want to fucking do that. So you should. Um, no. If I get invited to a sukkah, you, you guys yes. should come with me. Yeah, I don't know. Because I will. Okay. Oh, this is fifty worst boyfriends. Okay, so I think. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Let's continue. No, no, no. Some bad dates. Sorry to interrupt. This is a podcast. <laughs> the podcast is conversational flow, baby. That's only on Caribs about. She doesn't give a shit about your weird advice questions for the modern era or um Ooh, we should have once we have some listeners i don't know about that every time someone does advice on their fucking podcast they're so wrong it makes me so angry yeah but like clearly like we know we're gonna give bad advice um i don't know that i feel like i would absolutely give bad advice i like, i think i actually know my shit on quite like drunk dial your ex fuck yeah go okay, for well, it i wouldn't do that see but, eat like, that entire pizza you can do it I support it. But anyway, I wouldn't give bad advice, and I get mad because, like, my brother and my brother and me, like, I don't know, I just don't find them funny. <laughs> That's fine. The D&D Wait, podcast there's three is three of them. Is it my brother and my brother and me? It's my brother, my brother, and me. Okay. I always throw in an extra my brother. I always think it's, like, my brother, my brother, my, my brother, and my brother, and my brother, and me. No. My brother, my brother, and me. Okay. That makes way more sense because there's three people. Yep. Okay. And... Yeah, I know the D&D podcast is very good. I got that. I don't fucking find the show funny. All right. So let's talk about 50 Worst Boyfriends. Are they worse yeah. than your woke Twitter boyfriend? Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Whoa! My mistake. Oh, yeah. These are... Okay. So these are 50 boyfriends that are worse than your ex-boyfriend. Let's check it out. Hi, here we go. Online dating. Boyfriendster. Profile. He looks great on... Oh, this is right when... Dating online started, dude. Oh. So we fucking. This is back in the day when OkCupid was a website, not an app, right? Oh. But this is that. This is hey, that time. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you again because I met my best friend on OkCupid or one of my best friends. My brother and his husband got married on Match. We like, like we went on one date mm-hmm. and we were like we spent like ten hours on said date mm-hmm. and then we were like yeah no we're like besties. And then we've been besties ever since. I love it. I'm and she's wonderful, it. and I love her. She's coming to the wedding. She's coming to the wedding. With her fiance. Yep. And oh, that's going to be a whole other episode, but I want to talk about how, like, disabled people can't get, like, legally married without fucking up their lives. Yeah, you know I qualify for disability, but I can't yeah. do it. I want to talk about disability politics. Because yeah. like, I can't. I, I make too much money to... <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. Ah. Yeah, so she's not getting married? Or is she getting... She's getting getting married. She's having a symbolic wedding. That's what I thought. Yeah, she can't have an actual wedding wedding. Right. Because the second she does her disability... um, Goes out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be content for another episode. I just... I, I just wanted to bring that up as... I want that to be a topic at some point. No, for sure. We can talk about my chronic pain. We can talk about spoons. (gasps) Spoons. Spoons. That'll be another time. But, okay. So... How about this? Friendly neighborhood pot dealer. See if you would like to date this man. It seems he never has time for you. He can't even talk on the phone. He's, he says the feds are closing in and have tra- tapped his lines, maybe yours too. If you really want to talk, drive to the phone booth and use a landline. This person has never dealt with like a pot dealer. This person has never bought drugs in their life. I know, exactly. Hey, there do you, you know how I used to buy weed from my former roommate, like before we were roommates? You would text him? I would ask to, there was a specific board game that I would ask to borrow, and and I'd be like, hey, I would text him, I'd be like, hey, can I borrow your copy of Splendor? 
And he'd be like, sure, when can you, like, we'll, uh, I'll get it to you this week. And then, like, I would actually borrow his copy of Splendor, and underneath the insert, where the cards and the coins and stuff are, would be my little bag of weed. And I would... How would you tell him how much weed you need? I mean, I would just get the same amount every time. Yeah, but, like, how do you establish that first? How do you go, like, listen, I need 12 ounces of Splendor... (laughs) I don't know. Well, like, like, so we like also hung out like in person a lot. Right. Well, this is why this person. And we would also hang drive. out and like hang out and smoke together. So like he knew he knew like how much I smoked regularly. Yes. This person. This person lives a very specific life. If one of his dates is a Passover seder, right? Yeah. Like you already that tells more about the author than I think he was willing to. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, oh, you're a New York Jew, you say? Fascinating, right? And then his name is Justin Rex, and he's a Jewish Jew. Remember, I'm Jewish. Every time I go to Jew rant, remember, Anna is Jewish. So She's not anti-Semitic. I mean, she or, is, I mean, she but, is she's, but she's allowed to be. I'm allowed to be. I'm a Jew. I know. So, yeah. So, like, okay. How about hipster? Here we go. <laughs> home video maker. Oh, wait. What kind of home video? Uh, this, quote, this guy. I think it's before the word hipster was a thing. Okay. Okay. So, and he's essentially a hipster from 2000. When was this book published? What a time to be alive, gang. Pre phone. I mean, like, you know, smartphone when the world was pure. 2006. Okay. I guess hipster was the thing in 2006. I don't know. Uh, he's wearing, like, what is it called? The Pakistanis wear that, like. Kafir. No. The, kafia. Yeah, the kafia. But he's wearing the kafia. But I, I always. Know. There's a Vampire Weekend song where he's like, he spilled kefir on kefir, so I always remember it that way. That's right. Okay, so this quote-unquote documentarian would love to cast you in his third quote-unquote film in the final installment of his triptych. The first was called Jenny, the second Courtney. Oh my god. Wow. Jeffrey Brown calling you out. (laughs) The Girlfriend Trilogy. Yeah. Quote, it's an art house film, baby. Income. He's banking on you getting famous like Paris Hilton did after her home video so he can sell over it over the internet. Bedroom. A lot of direction. Good. Now turn left. Benefits. Hopefully he'll get your own show just like Paris. Drawbacks. Well, at least you can sue him if it hits. Well, that's a guy that's a bad date. Uh, that's a bad boyfriend. Uh, I just saw like a hold on. Grew up Gotti. Oh, buddy. Oh. Okay. All right. He claims he's half Gotti, half Jewish, but it's a Sicilian that comes out mostly out of his undershirt. Don't touch his hair ever, or his visor or baseball hat on backwards, cocked to the side. He never reads anything. Uh, his place, his parents' house, it's gaudy and gold-leafed, the mirror, the dining room table, the chairs, the menorah. This dude, like, all right, you, Christ. <laughs> Benefits, he always has a roll of cash that he peels him from in public, drawbacks it's mostly ones. Anyway, you get the joke. Um, the joke is, uh, man, dude. Those are all terrible people. I don't want to date any of those guys. What about the roommate turned boyfriend? What? Is it, lo- uh, profile, is it love or convenience? He says he loves you, but he also says it's your turn to clean the bathroom. Quote, do you want to order Chinese? Or do you want to order in Chinese? The date, he doesn't ha- take you, have to take you to his place to take you out. Wait. He doesn't have to take you out and get you back to his place. Uh, in order to get you back to his place. So his place, it's his name on the leave, so he's always on hand. Benefits, you'll never have to get a booty call, just a booty knock. Drawbacks, when you need space from him, there's nowhere to go. Even Chandler and Monica had a hallway between them. Now that 
is funny. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Friends. All right, I'm fucking done. Anyway, I'm selling that trash. If you want it, uh, hopefully, well, I don't know. I mean, if you want I mean, it, it'll be sold by the time this episode. I, I don't know that. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> interested in this shit. Like, there is gonna be some shit that sells for sure if anyone shows up tomorrow. I don't think anyone's gonna want the fifty first dates or whatever the fuck. But maybe. Ah! Okay. Um, oh wait, I need to take a photo of the hot guy. And also the hipster guy. And the hipster guy. Please. So yeah, I think that's like all the comics. Um, I got a bunch of comic books. I've got like a bunch of zines that are like, I've got like a Pokemon free comic book day. Wow. You know. Catch all those guys. Catch all those guys, man. Yeah. I I'm like the only one that didn't. I did. Gotta always catch. Be catching. Were you? You're how old are you again? I'm 36 years old. Now. Are you too old for Pokemon when it was like? Um, I did not get into it until just now at quarantine. Oh shit. And I started playing the hell out of one of the video games. Yeah. And it's very good and very fun. I just feel like. Man, I was the perfect age for Pokemon and Harry Potter, and I just, like, did not. Oh, fuck Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter's great! I, my, like, well, I mean, to be fair, my boyfriend did curate Harry Potter for me so that I had to listen to, like, you know, a 40-minute clip here and there, and that was it. Because, like, I'm not going to listen to six hours. Just because she sucks doesn't mean the book isn't good. Like, the book seems amazing, and I think a big reason... I, so it's not like... It's not like the author... The author is a terrible person. Don't yes, wrong. right. But, like, that's not... Like, I feel like people make a children's book their entire personality. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's all they... Like, the whole, like, my... my I'm not a house. I'm a... I'm a... Hufflepuff. Like... Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like... I'm not a fan of anybody that defines themselves by what they consume. Okay, that's that's horseshit. That makes you a basic bitch, even if you're like a basic bitch nerd, or a basic bitch punk, or a basic bitch goth, or whatever. If you're justifying yourself by what you consume and not what you're making, or like what you're doing, then like I don't have time for you. Um, like when I was when I was still dating, yeah, I had like I would just like not be interested in anybody that was like. I was like, I don't care what your Harry Potter house is, and I don't care what your Myers-Briggs is. I don't care what four letters define your personality. Like, just talk to me. What is your mind like? I have no fucking clue, and I do not care. We should take a test. We should give you your mind. <laughs> what do you think my Myers-Briggs is going to be? Say what? What do you think my Myers-Briggs is going to be? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Myers-Briggs. Oh, okay. okay. Some people make it like their whole fucking personality. They're like, I'm an E-N- Yeah, but people are stupid. Those are people that also do astrology, right? Like, yeah. Well, I'm just a Sagittarius. I can't, I'm not gonna take uh, accountability for anything in my life. This Gemini two-faced bitch. It just so Virgo basic bitch. Cause I know Virgos (laughs) are boring and Geminis are two-faced. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Taurus. So that means I'm stubborn. And horny. And horny. I think Apricot's a Taurus. I'm and stubborn, that, horny, and hungry. That's Apricot. Which, like, describes me, but also, like, doesn't define me. Well, I'm a Libra, and we're, like, really obsessed with balance and love, which defines me quite a bit, actually. But also, like, I get angry because I'm on the Scorpio cusp. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, it's all horseshit. Who cares? <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
Let's get a tattoo of it. They're like, come on, man. Like, you wanna get you wanna get matching tattoos? No. <laughs> I we do want to go get tattoos, but we do not need to go with matching. Can we tattoos. get our our not our make fun of Ruby Cower female friendship poem. Tattoo. No, absolutely not. To get it on a wall. I don't, I'm not getting an ironic tattoo. No. <laughs> but it's like a BFF necklace, but it's a tattoo. No. <laughs> so, yeah, this may be the end of the episode. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Then we do. For next time. I think next time would be a good, um... Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. That was a very good idea. Cool. So let's take some photos. Thanks for joining us, friends. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's like, yeah, I guess, the end, and then we do the Love you. Bye. Yeah, bye. What's up, Make Art Talk shitheads? Do you want to get in on the latest crypto craze, but you don't know or care what a blockchain is? Do you think fungible means having mushroom-like qualities? Consider investing in Shitcoin. Shitcoin is a real, unique, physical token that isn't digitized in any way. As our listener count grows, so will the value of your Shitcoin, which can be used for a Make Art Talk Shit merch once we make some. At the time of this recording, Shitcoin costs... 60. Get your hands on the wave of the future today. To get your own shit coin, send a dollar and sixty cents to second X guess on Kofi or PayPal. Want to support our art? You can find many of my comics for free at AnnaSelheim.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok at AnnaSelheim. And I'm on Instagram and Kofi, Kofi, whatever, at Second X Guess. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye!